0: Hi, I'm Thomas. Welcome to the Parachute Advice Podcast. My life has taken a lot of twists and turns, and on this podcast, I will dive into those experiences. The goal is to help everyone listening learn from my experiences and hopefully avoid some of the mistakes I've made. Welcome to today's episode of the Parachute Advice Podcast. I'm your host, Thomas. So far, we've talked about lean proteins, starches, support items, fruits and vegetables. Today, I thought we would get into what I keep around the house for salty and savory snacks, and the ones I enjoy most. First off, I kept very few, if any, of this in the house during my actual diet phase. I just didn't want the temptation. I also still track these fairly closely. What do I mean by fairly closely? Well, since I'm on maintenance calories, and I don't factor in the daily calorie needs of all the working out I do, I'm not too worried about getting perfect on my calorie tracking. So for example, 110 calorie portion of pretzels is 28 grams if I measure it out. I still will measure it out, but I might end up with 35 grams in the bowl, or I might have a few while I'm measuring it out. This is not something I would track to that detail anymore. Back when I was on my diet, I would have logged exactly 35 grams of pretzels, but now I'll simply put down a portion as 28 grams, even though I might have eaten 30 or 35 or even 40 grams. Now, obviously, you have to be careful here. Don't get out of control and don't ignore what you're eating, but you don't have to be exact when you're on maintenance. Here's my primary snack list. Salty snacks. Pretzels are one of my primary go-tos, and I have them on hand all the time. I just enjoy pretzels, and I find that they make a great basic snack to satisfy that savory and salty craving. I'll often also get the Aldi's version of Dot's pretzels. They're called their pub style, but I don't get these often because I find it too easy to overeat on these. While a few extra is not the end of the world, I have done this trick to see just how much snacking I do when I'm not logging from time to time. How do I do this? Something I'll do from time to time to just verify how much I'm actually consuming, especially in something like all these pub style pretzels, which I know I can tend to overeat or over snack on, is I will write the date on the bag when I open it. And then when I'm done and the bag is empty, I'll go back through my log in my fitness pal and see how many times I logged it. So what have I seen? Sometimes I have a 10-serving bag and I look back and I see I only logged it five times. That tells me that I ate an extra 500 calories over that time frame that I didn't track. Do this often enough, and you will put weight on. I've also seen where I've logged it nine times and finished a 10-bag serving. So really, that's not a big deal, because it's 100 calories spread over several days. That might have been as simple as the bag was short, or maybe I was off by a gram or two here and there. The next time you look at a package, notice how often it will say, a serving size is X about. It might say f- about four servings or about five servings. That's because they're not exactly filled to the limit. I personally don't see a time I won't weigh and track my snacks just to be sure I'm not overdoing it. Back to what pretzels I buy though. Some of my favorites are the Aldi's mini twists, the old Dutch brand butter spindles, and honestly all of Meyer's brand. I love Schneider of Hanover pretzels, but they're getting a bit expensive with inflation lately, so I'll only get those when they're on sale at a good price. I also prefer smaller pretzels because eating 20 bites for 28 grams in a portion is better than one large pretzel, both from a calorie point of view and a volume point of view. There's just something more enjoyable about eating 20 little bites than one big bite or one big portion. Also, if you do like me, And have a habit of walking past the bag, say on your way out the door. Or just when you're walking around the house bored, grabbing a few pretzels here and there. It's a lot harder to overdo it when 10 mini twists is 55 calories versus one pretzel being 110 calories. Think about that. If every time you walk past the bag, you grab, let's say, five or six pretzels. Well, that's 25 calories. But if every time you walk by the bag, you grab one pretzel and that's a 100 calorie pretzel, that's a big difference. To that point, I often keep my snacks tucked away so it's harder for harder or less convenient to just, quote, grab some when walking past. I also love the flavors of snack factory pretzel crisps. But like most things, be careful because these can be all over the place in calories depending on how they're flavored and seasoned. Since I'm on maintenance, I don't stress about a few calories here or there. I'm more concerned about the big picture. So if the pretzels are 110 calories or 120 calories per serving, I'll usually just use the same value that I have saved in my fitness pal and log 110 calorie version of pretzels. That said, if it's a 130 calorie pretzel snack, I'll log that as 130 calories per potion most days. Again, I've based my maintenance calories on low to no physical activity, even though I lift weights two to three days a week and I run between 10 and 30 miles a week, depending on where I am in my training plan. And I still don't eat right up to my limit each day. So if I have an extra 20 or 30 or hell, if I'm off by 100 calories in a day, it is not the end of the world. Unlike when you're in a full-fledged diet plan and you need to know exactly how much you're eating. Another one is pre-made popcorn. This is a great snack. I was only making popcorn for a long time, but I found this to be much easier and not a huge calorie change. Here are my favorites. Top is all these brands sea salt at 130 calories per 28 gram serving. For all these popcorn examples I'm going to give you, they're all 28 gram servings. Valley Pop brand, which I think is somewhat somewhat of a local brand here in Wisconsin, is my second favorite. Their popcorn's about 150 calories per serving, but the flavor of their butter flavor is so close to movie theater style popcorn without going crazy in calories that it's great to have on hand from time to time. They also have flavors like garlic parmesan and cheddar. Those are about 140 calories per serving and have great flavor. I often portion out two servings of the butter sea salt valley pop and smuggle that into the movies for my popcorn versus that their extremely high calorie movie popcorn. With the basic versions like sea salt or buttery flavor, I'll even sometimes add Colonel's brand popcorn seasoning to change things up like a little nacho cheese or bacon cheddar. Keep in mind though, anything that has flavor probably has calories. But again, it's not the end of the world while you're on maintenance plan. I do from time to time weigh out how much seasoning I'm using just to know and make sure I'm not overdoing it. Another great seasoning option is nutritional yeast for a Parmesan cheese-like flavor. Microwave popcorn. This is one I get mainly one brand of, and that is the Jolly Time Healthy Pop 100, both sea salt and kettle corn. Each bag is 110 calories, and I love that warm, fresh out-of-the-microwave texture and flavor. Watch when you're buying these though. I just recently discovered that they come in two versions, a one serving per bag version and a 2.5 serving per bag serving size. They're the same number of calories per serving, it's just when you go to pop it, you're going from having one 110 calorie serving to 2.5 of that 110 calorie serving. So if you're like me and you sit down and eat the whole bag, that's a big difference. Another favorite of mine is just simple air popper popcorn. It's a great, low-calorie way to make popcorn. The only struggle I've had here is getting the salt and seasoning to stick to air pop popcorn. My trick is a little bit of olive oil cooking spray or a little bit of I-can't-believe-it's-not-butter spray. Then sprinkle on either butter flavor seasoning, salt, or popcorn seasoning of your choice. Just remember, both of these say zero calorie, but you're adding calories in the form of fat. Another tip for all popcorn is sprinkle a little bit of MSG on it. I know MSG gets a bad rap, but I'm telling you, a light dusting of MSG on your popcorn will satisfy that salty craving and make it taste like one of those highly processed snacks without it being highly processed, full of fats and other bad ingredients. Sometimes I like to just do a little bit of salt and black pepper on my popcorn. That's a great one as well. I also have a microwave air popper. It works the same as a traditional air popper. You just use a container in the microwave. Just be careful here. I have accidentally overcooked my popcorn in the microwave using my air popper so badly that I had to run the entire thing underwater for fear of it bursting into flames. Yes, you can burn popcorn that bad in the microwave. And God, will your house smell for days. As a result, I will use my microwave air popper in batches, doing small batches and then combining it together. Another trick I recently learned was stovetop popcorn, which I used to love, but I was under the impression that you had to bathe the kernels in oil to get that stovetop popcorn flavor. Well, it turns out you don't. I measure out the popcorn, place it in the pot, and then I spray it with a little bit of cooking spray to lightly coat it and then cook it like normal. Again, there's much less fat in this method. But it comes out really good. It almost reminds me when you season it up. Another way I'll do stovetop popcorn is with butter Crisco. That's my favorite rate. I don't do that often because of the amount of calories from the fat. And yes, I do log the fat from the Crisco. My rule of thumb is, if I put in one portion of Crisco, which is about 100 calories, I'll log it as 70 calories. Because at the end of the day, some of the oil stays in the pan. But I am still logging it. But the nice thing with that method is... The popcorn salt and seasoning sticks great when it's done. How do I season my popcorn? I've mentioned a few ways, but let's get into a little bit more detail. I like to use, I can't believe it's not, butter spray or olive oil cooking spray to help get the popcorn coated so that its seasoning or salt will stick to it. As I've mentioned, I will use often Colonel's brand popcorn seasoning for flavor, butter, salt, and even some cracked black pepper. All right. Crackers are something I rarely keep around the house. If I do, it's usually the cauliflower, sea salt, and cheddar ones from Aldi's. I'll tell you right now, they taste like vegetables. They're made with vegetables. They taste like vegetables. But that said, I love the texture. And at only 100 calories per 28 gram serving, it's a great snack for that crunchy, cracker-like texture after, after a meal. Chips. What do I say about chips? Well, Honestly, I don't have chips in the house. I haven't bought chips in over three years. I might from time to time have tortilla chips, but that is extremely rare. At the end of the day, I have yet to find a chip option that isn't low enough calorie or hard enough for me to not overeat. The biggest reason is because so many of these are 140 to 150 calories per serving, and it's only a small dish. Think about that. For the same grams... 28 gram portion, at 110 calories you can have a bowl of pretzels, or 150 calories you can have a small bowl of potato chips. Now listen, if you love potato chips, have potato chips. But I just don't. I do like some of the chip alternatives that have come on the market. My go-to here is Popcorn or Sea Salt flavor. Sometimes they're buffalo chicken protein ones if I can find them. But they've been hard to find lately and they're not exactly cheap or affordable. I do love those because they're both of those products because they're 120 calories per 28 grams serving and you get a large bowl because they're so puffy. A great snack here is is to take a 120-calorie serving of Popcorners, some fat-free cottage cheese mixed with hot sauce and eat that as a dip. You have a 200-calorie snack with 15 grams of protein with only 2.5 grams of fat. What's great with Popcorners is due to the size and volume of portion, If you grab a couple chips while you're walking through the kitchen on your way out the door, it's not a diet killer versus say Lay's potato chips. Another snack I really enjoy from time to time is low calorie, low carb toast with light I can't believe it's not butter. Simple as that. I really love for this snack, the Aldi keto bread, lightly toasted and then spread a little I, I can't believe it's not butter light on there and maybe a sprinkle of salt or I might make the toast with light, I can't believe it's not butter, and an onion sandwich. This is a weird one, I know, but something I grew up having. It was a favorite of my grandparents and my mom, and often it would have been mayo, which I still do from time to time with light Hellman's mayo, which is the same calories per serving as light, I can't believe it's not butter. But oftentimes, I'll just use light, I can't believe it's not butter, thinly spread on toast with a thin slice of onion or two, maybe a sprinkle of salt, and make a snack out of that. Beef jerky snack bars. Because of the cost, I prefer the Jack's Links version of these versus some of the other brands. Some of the other brands that are supposedly better quality, like Epic Bars or Chomps or Forty Five O Five. While the quality of the ingredients might be a bit different, like grass-fed beef or the nutrients, at the end of the day, when you compare the packages, what I found is that the fat, protein, and salt is nearly identical between the high-end versions and the Jack's Link yet the cost is drastically different. I get both the beef and chicken ones in multiple flavors. Both are about 70 or 80 calories per bar, depending on the flavors. I love both the savory beef and chicken jerky snack bars and fiber one bars, which I'll cover in the sweets episode as a great snack to throw in my pocket for when I'm on the go and concerned about not having access to healthy food options. For example, when I go for a motorcycle ride, I'll throw some of those in my saddlebag so I don't get tempted to eat unhealthy food on the road. All right, vegetables, another great snacking option. Cucumbers for me have become a nightly snack. It's a great filling snack. And honestly, they don't tell you this, it's a great way to hydrate after a workout because cucumbers have so much water content. After a long sweaty run, cucumbers with a ton of salt is a great hydrating snack. Think about that. You're getting both liquids and sodium. How do I like to eat my cucumbers? Well, I like to slice them. I season with salt and pepper and then sriracha and yellow mustard. I don't know what it is, but something about the flavor play between the yellow mustard, and I don't mean fancy mustard, plain yellow mustard and sriracha sauce is just great. I'll also slice them and then mix sambal olek or garlic chili paste with soy sauce or fish sauce and use it like a dip with sliced cucumbers. If you want to get really creative here, add in some chopped herbs, too. Carrots is another snack I use. I like to season these with something like Lowry's seasoned salt and sit there and snack on those while I'm watching TV. I get both the baby carrots, which I bet you didn't know aren't actually baby carrots. They are ugly and damaged carrots cut down to look like baby carrots. Or I'll just grab a whole carrot, wash it, and eat it. I oftentimes won't even peel it. I just wash it off. I'll just bite the end off and dip it in salt or seasoned salt from a dish. I'll do the same with broccoli or cauliflower, but less frequently just because of the ease to cut and clean carrots versus broccoli and cauliflower. I hope all of these options help you come up with some low calorie healthy snack ideas for both maintenance and while you're on your diet. Again, variety and not completely limiting or excluding items will make this process so much easier and you'll be that much more successful. Thank you for listening. Please join me again for future episodes you can contact me at parachuteadvicepodcast at gmail.com. Again, that's all one word, parachuteadvicepodcast at gmail.com. You can also follow me on Instagram at parachuteadvice. Again, thank you for listening and please like and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.